Good evening, morning, and afternoon, Supercast Brothers fans. This is, in fact, Supercast Brothers, and I am Jonathan, otherwise known as Jono. And I'm unpredictable. I never know where I'm going until I get there. I'm so random, I'm always growing, learning, changing. I'm never the same person twice. But one thing you can be sure of about me is I will always do exactly what I want to do. Well, um, I'm a... Are you okay, dude? Always. It just proves that I'm unusual. Let's go with that. Anyways, I'm Lister, otherwise known as Xantok, and uh, we're still doing these. He's a good man. Apparently. He's a good man. I don't know how. Hello, we hello, We're We are here. It's been a solid six months or so. It's It's fun. Welcome to Supercast Brothers, my friend, once more, oh, for episode yay. 13, and on topic. What What are we on topic We're... about? Fighters Pass 2. Oh, you, you, mean, you mean the sequel to the thing that just ended with Byleth? <clears throat> yeah, he was a universally lauded inclusion, I'm sure, especially when Byleth recruited Byleth. That was a stroke of genius. Who I, could have I, ever I seen say, it coming? I will say that part of the trailer did make me go, what the fuck? <laughs> like, n never once in any trailers for uh, Smash Bros. characters have we had an alternate costume <clears throat> get a tagline at a splash screen. And we did have Miis get some. Uh, I believe Gino mm -hmm. got one in Smash 4. And then, um, like we talked about before, Elijah Wood, Ice-T... And Abraham Lincoln all got splash screens with the Mii Fighters were first shown off for Smash 4. And like Japanese oh, yeah. version got different uh, different celebrities that were revealed. But this is the first time it's been for an alternate costume. It's like, what mm -hmm. the hell? Like, okay. <laughs> Whatever, Sakurai. Yep. Yeah, he, he, he certainly let his Fire Emblem bias really show. And I say that as someone who loves Fire Emblem, it's obvious that uh that the whole spin with corn was like oh it was so hard to decide to finally choose corn it's like no it wasn't he's like yeah let's fucking choose corn <laughs> <Yeah, it's... laughs> i think this like, time okay. it was more like all right i don't care anymore if people don't like that i'm putting in fire Emblem characters three houses is great screw you guys yeah so, now, one of the lords which for anybody that's been paying attention uh to the fire emblem heroes choose your legends vote um those fans Definitely would not have picked Byleth, as you can tell by the voting, where the three lords all pretty much dominated the vote. Shocker mm -hmm. there. I mean, Erica's dominating Byleth, to my recollection. So, there's that, too. Sure. Sure, sure. thing. <laughs> Anyways, there, there was another announcement that was made uh, when Sakurai revealed Byleth as the last member of the uh, Fighter Pass for Smash Ultimate. Yes, the rabbits are a meat costume, and we all thought they would be playable. The rabbits are a meat costume, and apparently somebody thought they would be playable. Whoever that person is, I fear for your mental help. Eric. I believe it. <laughs> yeah, so what was it? Uh, so we had already known that when Sakurai had revealed <clears throat> Tim Bogard for Smash, that we were going to be getting... 
more DLC characters after the first Fire Pass. We didn't know if they were going to be just like individual releases, much like how it was done with Smash 4, or if it was going to be like just one more bonus character like Piranha Plant, or if it would be a whole other Fire Pass. And what we're getting, it's not just a Fire Pass. It's a bigger Fire Pass. Instead of five characters, it's six. Who they're going to be, Oh yeah. nobody really knows yet. All we know is that it's going to be much like the first Fighter Pass. You're getting a character, you're getting a stage, you're getting music, you're getting me costumes, and you're getting some spirits. <clears throat> I'm assuming all the spirits. Yes, sir. That technically wasn't confirmed, but it seems it was like a pretty safe bet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because every every character released so far has had spirit, a spirit board. Exactly. We've even Except had some... Except for Plant. In the, well, Corona Plant was more of a bonus thing. So, yeah. so I would I would not be surprised if Piranha Plant was meant to be base game, but it had to be pushed. I there's really no no say either way on that. I I think most people are thinking that he wasn't, but mm -hmm. it it's possible, and I would believe it if it was true. Yeah, yeah. So one more thing we had talked about after we had learned that uh, Bylos was ending the first <clears throat> fighter pass, and we were getting a whole another one is we were kind of thinking. Who 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 are we gonna get? Who are we gonna get in Fighter Pass Two? Like we we've spec we've mentioned how we've spec the belt Smash Brothers rosters pretty much to death in the past, building <laughs> rosters completely from the beginning, imagining oh what if Smash started on the NES and then it be and then it had a sequel on the SNES and going all the way down that track. We we we've done this shit. So we wanted to think about mm -hmm. who do we think could be in Fighter Pass Two? Azurga. I somehow doubt that unless Rex gets in and deserted it's a spirit battle. In which case, sure. Maybe. 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 I would actually honestly <laughs> guess Zerta as a spirit battle if Rex were to get in. I feel like that makes sense. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's just a, it's just a very very easy choice to make. Well, is an easy choice for a lot of things. Azerta for president. Azerta for uh I don't know, like a stepmom or something. Azerta is a choice for a lot of things, like a president, and I don't know. Great, that's a lot of things. Good job. One. <laughs> hey, I said two. Mm, did you, though? Did you, Cooking though? with Azerta. A cooking simulator in the sky. Sounds like a new reality show. Yep. Anywho. Anywho. So we spent some time. We thought about um, <clears throat> who we thought could be included. We came up with like what their stage would be, some music, some me costumes, spirits, maybe some spirit battles and how they would work. We'll see. But beyond that, it's just that. We also wanted to reach out to a few friends of ours, some of whom have been uh, making some guest appearances here on the podcast. And we wanted to ask them what six characters they thought could be on the fighter pass and i kind of thought we would uh reveal who our friends thought first before we dive deep into our actual predictions what do you think yeah that sounds good to me it'll be a good opportunity to highlight them right off the top before jumping into the meat and potatoes that we're going to spend i god knows how long on so <laughs> it's <laughs> it's a good precursor too since our choices are better than theirs i mean you Maybe. said it, <laughs> and I'm not disputing it. So let's uh, let's find out what our friends thought. You want to get the first one again? All right. Yeah, sure. So our buddy Kelly, the Kelly to my jelly that we have spoke <laughs> that we spoke with on the last episode. I almost threw my own self off. Um, he has a list of six for us, and those six are in the order that he wrote the list down. 
Uh, Travis Touchdown from No More Heroes. Uh, 2B from Near Automata. Phoenix Wright from um, Ace Attorney. Attorney Simulator. <laughs> Laura Croft from uh, Raiding the Tomb. Simulator. Crash Bandicoot from The Bandicoot That Crashes. And Master Chief from Assassin's Creed. I think you might have gotten the game wrong for that last one, but uh, good try. Oh, it's from Halo. It's from Halo. There, yes, there you go. Or Hollow. It's Hollow. Mr. Hollow. Chef from Hollow. Yeah. Good job. Good job Thank there. Thank you. Uh, note to self, get Jono reading glasses, because holy shit. <laughs> Anyways, um, we also had Jake, who had previously <clears throat> appeared on our episode going over the Everyone Is Here trailer from E3 a couple years back. Wow, a couple years mm-hmm. back? Holy shit, that makes me feel old. <laughs> Oh God! Anyway, well, I've got a, I've got something to tell you about being old. <laughs> I know I am old. I don't have to be told this. Anyways, uh, the characters on Jake's list were Gino from Super Mario RPG, personal favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, we oh, had yeah. we had Phoenix Wright again from the Ace Attorney franchise. Isaac from Nintendo's Golden Son. No, finding of Isaac fans in That's a shock. Dead Space or Dark Space Dark. <laughs> I don't. Whatever that franchise is called. Not not that Isaac either. Uh, another mention of Crash <clears throat> Bandicoot. Rex from Xenoblade mm-hmm. Chronicles 2, who almost made it in the base roster. It's just a little mm-hmm. too late. It's very, very sad. Azurda. There you go. Well, maybe. And Lloyd Irving from Tales of Fantasia. Wait, Fantasia or is it Symphonia? Shit. Symphonia. <laughs> Symphonia. That makes more sense. God damn it. I keep, I keep getting that mixed up lately, and I don't know why. Neither do I. Fantasia, are you are you projecting your your Mickey Mouse in this? No. Okay. I think um, you might well, be. I may be, but that could be a discussion for off podcast. Uh, he, not here nor there. Rather, uh, we have Jamie Alamorad's list, the singer songwriter who featured on a Smasher Dash recently, where we were tackling Toad and Captain Toad and Shadow and Zero. Uh, Jamie's choices, uh, going a little for the conventional here to start Rillaboom. And, and we were discussing this. I was like, what kind of Pokemon are you thinking? Because he, he just said a Pokemon and he was like, oh, one of the starters. And it's like Rillaboom. He's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then there's, uh, Hayabusa, Ryu Hayabusa from Ninja Gaiden. Dante from, for the, uh, popular epic poem, Dante's Inferno. Uh, Gino, uh, the guy, Gino Vanelli, who was a popular Canadian singer-songwriter who produced Jamie's album. Shadow, the hedgehog who lost our Smasher Dash and Jamie just eviscerated. <laughs> he really did. I find it interesting he's predicting Shadow despite that. I know. Maybe we turned him. I have no clue. And number one most likely in my books, Cranky Kong interesting choice now I, I do have one question of clarification for you you said dante from dante's inferno is that who mm-hmm. actually meant or is he meaning dante from devil may cry yeah he wants smash to feature dante from the devil may cry series okay okay just thought i'd clear that up just <clears throat> a little bit since yeah. dante's inferno is another actual game and i mean 
I'm sure there's somebody out there that wants that Dante too. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, okay. Who's next? So next up, we have a good personal friend of mine who I'm hoping would be on the podcast someday, uh, Bibelonian, who has mm-hmm. who has decided to guess that we're going to get Yuri Lowell from Tales of Vesperia, uh-huh. uh, a different Tales game from Lloyd. Uh, we got a Sword and Shield Pokemon, and when I asked them which one, they were just like a naughty humor. It's like, all right, there's not many good choices from Sword and Shield for that, but here's hoping. <laughs> I, I I told him that like my personally I think the best <clears throat> bet there is Zation, even though we just got a spirit for Zation, so who knows? Yep. Uh, what about two. a Medicam that is just crawling? A what? Yeah, a Medicam that is just crawling. A Medicham, you mean? It's my accent. Forgive me. Your accent of stupid. It's Canadian. Ah, that makes sense. But no, I, I don't think a, a crawling Medicham would quite uh, fit the bill, especially considering they're not a Sword and Shield Pokemon. Oh, yeah. Well, what about that Pokedex? Isn't it whole? We don't talk about the Sword and Shield Pokedex. <laughs> That's a topic for a different podcast about Pokemon. Okay. Anyways, continuing on with Bibelonian's list, we also have the Dragonborn <clears throat> from Skyrim, Tifa Lockhart, who would be our second rep from Final Fantasy VII, Okay. Shantae from, well, Shantae, and nice. you, Narukami, the uh, player character from Persona huh. 4. Interesting choices. I, you know, I don't think that necessarily Tifa or you would be likely, considering that we already have Persona and Final Fantasy VII specifically represented uh, pretty well in Smash, but who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. And you was a very popular choice before Joker came around. Oh, yeah. Uh, P4 and P5 are the most popular Persona games, and the the fans, the, they'll definitely argue over which one is better, and I'm <clears> going <throat> to stay out of that conversation. I have my own personal <laughs> thoughts, but uh, not today. That's for the Persona podcast. Yes, that's for the Persona podcast, which maybe <laughs> if you had ever played the games, we could do. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm good. I plan on playing through all of Scramble. That works, right? Well, considering that's a sequel to P5, no. No, I already beat P5. No, you didn't. You're waiting for the Royal. Maybe. I'm also waiting for the Royal. It's good. It looks good. <laughs> I played P5 yeah, as well, but I want P5R too. Oh, please. So do I. Oh, yeah. Anyways, what's our next list, Scott? <clears throat> our next list is from another friend of ours, a longtime friend of ours that we mentioned probably numerous times inadvertently over this podcast because he's just a part of our a history. part of our lives and our history to such an extent that he's just a great in joke even when he's not around and that is our good old pal baby eric also known as flame zone uh member of mercurius just like jake and trevor and you and i does he know you uh, call him baby eric he knows that there's a baby eric me sword fighter that i use so yep okay <laughs> Eric, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> for once, um, there's a his list is Gino from Super Mario RPG. Woo! Again, a shared favorite of ours. Uh, two, Cinderace of all Pokemon, uh, another fire starter. Uh, that'd be a, it. Would be an interesting sportsman at least. Uh, three is Lloyd Irving from Tales of Symphonia. 
Four is Tracer from Overwatch, which would be a great pick, in my opinion. I mean, I have made a uh, set for her before. Yeah, go to the Smashtopia wiki for that. Uh, five is Crash again. So Crash is pretty popular. And number six is Chrono from Chrono Trigger. Certainly not impossible. There's just a lot that from Square that Chrono would be up against. Oh, yeah. He'd be up like against Laura, Gino, like Sora. Laura Croft, Sora, uh, Square Enix themselves. <laughs> Even Agent yeah. 47 from Hitman. They're going to want to put Frog in the game instead of Chrono. I mean, for a second there, I thought you were going to say Frogger, and I was about to smack and say wrong company. <laughs> nah, Frogger will be an AT, if any. Okay. I would be okay with that. Me too. Me too. So uh, one, the, the, one last one. Yes, the final guest list that we were able to get comes from another personal friend of mine who, again, I would love to have on someday. Rafiki! Yes! Named from after Lion King. the monkey, or baboon, or whatever baboon, he is. yep. From The Lion King. It is his number one favorite movie of all time. If you try and if you dare say there's a better Disney movie, he will haunt you down. What I'll if be it there with the camera the... and laughing because that's gonna be hilarious. The CGI Lion King? Oh, uh, my gosh. I, I don't know. I haven't talked to him about that one. I don't okay. know that I want to. <laughs> I haven't heard many good things. It was okay. But I mean, as with any CGI one, it's just pales in comparison. Yeah, it's also not live action. Yep. <laughs> Anyways. If it were live action, that would be pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, it would be. It would be. Just wait till we get live action Zootopia. Oh, man, I can't wait for that. Yeah. And neither can a lot of other people from another subsection of the internet. Oh. Moving on. <laughs> Rafiki's list contains... Sora from Kingdom Hearts, <clears throat> Master Chief from Halo. Nice. Wow, Luigi. <laughs> I love it. Yes. I don't think it's likely, but I love that it's on there. Uh, yep. Dante, not from Devils or not. Damn it! I was about to say Devils Inferno, <laughs> trying to make a joke about Dante's Inferno, and I failed. Not it's from Devil World. Featuring Dante from Devil May Cry. Okay. Uh, continues on to include Crash Bandicoot, and then for their final slot, they were torn between two Pokemon, but the two names they gave me were Rillaboom and Toxtricity. Oh, that would be great. Indeed. Uh, I, I really love that, looking at all these lists, there's a lot of different names on here. There's a few that appear on multiple lists, like Crash, Geno, Master Chief, but there's a lot of just names were only mentioned once, and I, I really love the... Uh, Nice variety that we got here. Oh, I agree. Um, there's not a super out there pick out of the bunch, unless maybe you're talking about Cranky Kong. I mean, I would say there's a few it's that still are likely. a little bit out there. There's, there's several names that I would definitely say that I probably oh, yeah, think like, have yeah. zero chance. Like I, Isaac, unfortunately, I don't think he's a chance to DLC. I just do not see it happening. Um, Isaac but, or, or Tifa or something, but yeah. Yeah. But I do think that these are all, for the most part, pretty strong picks. I'm just, just like fixating you, on Cranky, Jamie, because I love Cranky. He's my friend. Thank you for including him. Honestly, after we get Dixie, I would love to have Cranky Kong in the game. I really would. Oh, me too. Me yeah. too. But, like, you, you see on the internet a lot of people talking about <clears> um, 
who they think they'll be in the past. And a lot of times it's like the same four or five names and like one or two outliers. But we got a really nice mix here. Yeah, it's like our small group of friends has more of a collective opinion than the overall Smash Brothers community. Oh, like... we're canceled. <laughs> what? What? What do you? I don't even know what he just said, and I'm not sure that I want to know because I feel like he had a brain fart. <laughs> In what sense? I I I, for, I was for totally the second, for the second time tonight. I must ask you: Are you okay? I am I am alive. I'm just surprised that Arlie wasn't included in any of them. Arlie Nadja from Puyo Puyo? Oh yeah, of course. Honestly the, the only person the that the only person that we talked to that I think might have had them on their list would have been Jake. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or or well no, there, there was somebody else who we tried to get that they might have had mm -hmm. them, but unfortunately they weren't able to uh to send in a list and that's fine. It's it's understandable. But uh, Ar Arlie I mean, I consider her for my list, but spoiler alert, she didn't make it. I just yeah, mine either. It, first, first of all, it's hard to really think about a character that you just don't know anything about, other than the fact that they mm -hmm. exist and they have a puzzle game. That's it. <laughs> That's all I know about Arlie. Yeah, yeah, and man, that really made me feel like I had no clue what was going on for a second. I'm like, wow, what what did I say? Interesting. You said something about being canceled. Oh, yeah. Well, that's... I was memeing on us, so let's move on. <laughs> see, 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 here's the thing with him. He memes so hard that he even threw himself off. This is why he needs professional help. Yeah, maybe we'll get sponsored by a therapist. Uh, or Tylenol. <laughs> or t Anyways... Okay. Uh, we, we've covered here uh, all of our six people that we were able to talk to and all their prediction lists. But we haven't yet gotten to ours. No, we haven't. Who, who do you uh, who, who do you think we should start out here? I am going to roll this golf ball that I have in my hand. Oh, why? It landed on that side. And that means that I think that you should go first. And we'll alternate afterwards. Okay, I suppose we will. So, okay. with that said, I'm going to start off <clears> with, uh, you know, let, let's start off with a big name character here. Not, not all the ones on my list are necessarily big, although mainly I might say four of them are and the other two aren't. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Opinions will vary. But I'm actually going to start with the character that was mentioned uh, two times by some of our other compatriots here. And that would be... Rillaboom. No. Master oh. Chief of Halo. Nice. Uh, now, nice. I, this, this slot came to me. I was thinking about um, like FPS characters, which has been a big topic pretty much ever since Ultimate DLC has been thought about. People discuss, like, oh, we could get an FPS character, like Master Chief or Doom Guy. I'm like, yeah, those are probably the best two options that you could pick for that. And I was trying to figure mm -hmm. out which, which one of them I wanted to include because I knew I wanted one of them. But I opted to go with Master Chief for a couple reasons. One, um, I've seen people express uh, the belief that it's kind of hard to do Doom Guy if you don't have him literally ripping and tearing through opponents with blood and gore and stuff, which, fair enough. 
But then I've also thought mm-hmm. about, okay, so what would Doom Guys stage even be? Hell? Oh, no, we can't have a stage <laughs> in hell. That, that's, that's not, nope. That's yeah, not even happening. though it's a town in Michigan. That's um, true. But I was like, ah, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll pick Master Chief instead. You know, he, he's going to be more the modern face for uh, mm-hmm. FPS games. And we already know that Nintendo and Microsoft have a good um, a good relationship since we're getting a Cuphead me costume, or have gotten one, rather, I should say. And we also mm-hmm. got uh, Banjo-Kazooie, thanks to Microsoft being generous with him as well. So, you know what? Let's have Microsoft have a second rep. Let's get Master Chief in here. Yes, please. He'd be very fun. Uh, I've actually yeah. previously made a move set for him, which you can find on Smashtopia as well. And actually, I believe I've already made his stage, which you can check out, and that is Blood Gulch. You might be mm-hmm. thinking, what the fuck? Blood Gulch, that's a random <laughs> multiplayer map from Halo <laughs> 1. Why not pick an actual important location? Like, you know, the in-game area where you have, like, the Halo ring. And you know what? That might be a good idea. But I'll admit, <laughs> I got some red versus blue bias in me going on. And I think mm-hmm. most people that played Halo 1, the map, the multiplayer map for them, that's, like, the one that they remember the most, the one that's the most iconic, it is Blood Gulch. That, that's, to me, yeah. when I think of Halo multiplayer, I think Blood Gulch before anything else. Then mm-hmm. the basic idea I had for it is just basically, instead of, you know, some stages that are, like, really tall or just, like, massive squares, like uh, New Pork City, mm-hmm. I, I picture this one as being, like, relatively normal height-wise, but it's super long in its, in its length. So you could have, uh, and the map would like zoom out if one person's on the, like, the far left, one person's on the far right, and they just have to run at each other. Mm-hmm. Which could create issues of, you know, people just running away from each other, but it's one map. I mean, yeah. the, profession, the, uh, the tournaments, they ban all but like six stages anyways, so who cares? They'll just use the Omega one. form. Yeah, they'll just use the Omega form anyways, or the, uh, <laughs> the Battlefield form. Battlefield. One yeah. of the two. But yep. I also decided to come up with uh, music tracks for each of the stages that I'm going to be mentioning. But I want to limit myself to only mentioning five per stage, because otherwise, this could go forever. And I music, it's your greatest passion. It's definitely not. But the five <laughs> tracks I decided to go with were the main theme from Halo, Brothers in Arms, Rock Anthem for Saving the World, which is just an amazing title itself. Dear God, uh, I've also got on there yeah. Covenant Dance. And Truth and Reconciliation Suite, which is nice. kind of an otter title, but yeah, I think it works. Well, it's sweet. Wrong sweet, but okay. The Sweet Life of Master Chief. Okay. I'll give you that one. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Yeah. So each uh, each fighter pass so far has come with a pack of me costumes. Uh, the hero came <clears throat> with only four... Joker came with six, and then all the rest of them have come with five. So for all of my characters, I decided to pack them up with five me costumes. And for Master Chief, I decided to bring along with him an outfit of the Arbiter from Halo 2, mm-hmm. uh, Geralt from The Witcher, uh-huh. Fulgore from Killer Instinct, nice. Rash from Battletoads, uh-huh. Yep, I like that. And then a sand-style me outfit, or as I've seen some people calling them deluxe me's, of Steve from Minecraft. So it'll pretty much look just <laughs> like Steve, and it'll come with a bonus music track of a remix of one of the uh, uh, ambient themes from Minecraft. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I know I, a lot of people that would be salty. 
They would be. I mean, I, I was considering Steve for my list as well, but I figured, you know what? This is a nice consolation prize. Technically, Minecraft, while it is now owned by Microsoft, it is still kind of an indie game, or at least it originated that way. And so far, both of our me costumes that have had a deluxe form have been from indie games. So I figured, you know what? Let's give Steve that special treatment as well. Yeah, and if Steve or Steve could Steve would be like, and being good, people would be like another sword fighter. Just kidding. Actually, that's you know what I forgot to mention what type of me fighter all these would be. Good catch on that. Ooh, well that's okay because so did I. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got Arbiter, Geralt, and Steve all being me sword fighters. Technically, you could make Steve be a brawler, but Gunner mm-hmm. just would not work. I mean, I guess you could make him have a bow, but no. And then yeah. both Fulgore and Rash are brawlers. I mean, oh yeah, they fight with their fists. It kind of makes sense. Yeah, I mean, Fulgore could go either way. He could be a me athlete, but... Which doesn't exist yet, but okay. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, then for the spirit battles, every me- or every fighter so far has come with between 9 and 11 spirit battles that you can play on the spirit board. So I decided to come up with that same number. All of mine except for one are only, are only going to have nine because, well... Some of them were a little bit harder to think of, and I didn't want to go too crazy with things. Except for the one franchise where I was trying to limit myself down, and I had, like, over 25. I was like, uh, oh god, <laughs> let's cut this down, because this is bad. Mm-hmm. So, for the uh, Halo Spirit Battles, what I've come up with is, first of all, we have Cortana, who's going to be represented by Zero Suit Samus on Lilac Cruise. And as you're fighting, Zero Suit Samus will heal occasionally, because, well, Cortana is a computer program, and, you know... Self-healing kind of made sense to me there. Oh, yeah. Our second one is going to be a Spirit of the Arbiter, where you're fighting against a me sword fighter in the Arbiter's outfit. Uh, you're going to be on the nice. Blood Gold stage, and uh, the me sword fighter's sword attacks will deal extra damage. As Pretty they simple should. There. Uh, then I also have the Grunt, which is a really basic covenant enemy in Halo. It's going to be represented by Yoshi, again on Blood Gulch. But you mm-hmm. have to defeat four mini-sized Yoshis in only one minute, and they all have ray guns. Ooh. They're going to be easy to kill, but you got that time crunch, which I like. Okay. Oh, you could hear me? <laughs> yes. You did not what? mute your mic. And even if you did, I would have heard it, and it would have been on the podcast, so... Next nice. up, we've got I'm the glad. Brute, which is another Covenant enemy. Uh, they're going to be represented by King Gedaday, <laughs> since Brutes like using those gravity hammers. Uh, the mm-hmm. stage is going to be Gerudo Valley, and King Gedaday will not only start out giant, but he'll start out with a hammer. So you better fucking run, or you're dead. <laughs> Much like the gravity hammers will just fucking ruin your day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last Covenant enemy spirit I have is the Elite, which tend to use swords. <clears throat> So I'm having that be represented by Cloud on the Shadow Moses Island stage. And essentially, Cloud just starts out with the Killing Edge. Nothing real else there. Pretty simple. Ah. Uh, the next one I have up here is the Carrier Flood, which is another type of enemy in Halo besides just the Covenant. But it's going to be represented by Olimar on Distant Planet. And for this battle, Olimar is giant when you fight him. But when you KO Olimar... Four mini Olimars will spawn in because the flood, once you kill one, it bursts and there's these little babies that pop out that try and kill you. It's terrifying. 
I it's don't a lot like, like a statement on human pregnancy. You're not too wrong there. <laughs> so the next one I have, the next two I have are both of different vehicles from Halo. The first one is the Scorpion tank, uh, which is you know one of the human machines. Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be represented by Bowser on Bridge of Elden. So for this one, Bowser mm -hmm. is metal, and he'll start off holding a bob on, which he's just ready to throw right in your face. Additionally, <laughs> bob on spawn extra often on the stage. So it's going to get explodey. I yes. like explosions. I bet you do. Mm -hmm. uh, then I have the Phantom, which is a uh, covenant flying vehicle that can turn invisible, which will become important. Uh, oh. It's going to be represented by Ridley on Palutena's Temple. And every now and then, Ridley will turn invisible. Oh, man. Seems fitting. The yep. final spirit that I have to represent the Halo franchise, and this is one that I would classify as the legendary spirit, so it, it might actually need to be buffed up a little bit because it might be a little on the weaker side to be legendary, but roll mm -hmm. with it here. Guilty Spark 343. He's this little floating spherical robot that you meet in the, towards the end of the game. And as you know, he's all friendly and such. Then he decides, oh, I'm going to fucking murder you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. We're going to be spoiling stuff about all the games that we're talking about here today. Oops. Oh, yeah. If you Oops, didn't did see that coming, my bad. So for this <laughs> battle, uh, Guilty Spark 343 is going to be represented by Jigglypuff on Friggin' Orphean. Whoa. Uh, I like for it this already. battle, Jigglypuff is going to be mini and metal. Nice. And then after one minute has passed, assuming Jigglypuff hasn't been KO'd yet... <laughs> Jigglypuff will automatically be given a fully assembled daybreak. <laughs> yeah, it's a little terrifying. Nice. Oh, man. You had me at mini metal Jigglypuff, and now you give me... I am excited. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not a battle that I would be looking forward to playing. Nope. Still better than Paulina. Well, yes. <laughs> Nobody likes fighting Polly in a world of light. Nobody. No, no, God, no. Anyways, that's my uh, that's my first character, Master Chief. Do you have any questions on him? Uh, no, actually. Um, other than we we covered why you chose him over Doom Guy, and I think that's sound because some people uh have expressed that, especially in the later Doom games, uh, the reboots, ripping and tearing is literally the name of a one of the songs in this soundtrack and it is a major major facet of the game i think a lot of the doom guy support just comes from people knowing that bethesda has been close with nintendo from the onset and so they're like oh will it be doom guy or dragonborn and because of that thirst for fps character they're like oh it's doom guy but now that we're in a new fighter pass I would say they're on pretty good footing, both Doomguy and Master Chief. So, Master Chief, despite having less of a legacy, per se, because there's less history there with the franchise than Doom, it's just easier to put in Smash, and, and Halo has become a bigger franchise. So, I definitely understand that, and I would be extremely hyped by the pick. Yeah, I mean, even on the note of legacy, yeah, Doom was pretty much the franchise that, along with Wolfenstein, uh, brought about... FPSs in general to the gaming universe way mm -hmm. back in the old retro days like the NES and such but Halo's been around since 2000 
It's yeah. 20 years old. It's 19, 20 years old. It's got mm-hmm. its own legacy at this point. I, I, it's Man, not speaking like, of being old. It's not like it's only five years old, in which case I'll say, yeah, mm-hmm. Doom has a beat on every corner, but Halo's got history. Yeah, it's enough to compete. Yeah. Certainly. Uh, with that said, um, gosh, are, are we ready to move on to number two? I'm or rather to... my... I'm ready to see what your first one's going to be. All right. Well, okay. Let's just jump right on into it then. Because with all of that said, uh, the first fighter that I'll be presenting to you on my pass is uh, not Doom Guy, but Doom Slayer. (laughs) Oh. Going for the new name. Okay. Yeah, going, going for the new new. And that's only because... Uh, like we see with Hero now, Luminary being Hero instead of Erdrick, Doom Slayer as the main instead of Doom Guy. But I do have an idea where Doom Guy can be an alt, maybe Doom Marine can be an alt, because Doom has gone through multiple iterations of the same character with different armor designs. That's true. And they all have different they all have different names. So you can have Doom Slayer and you can have the Doom Guy design. The Doom Marine design, and they can all be called Doom Slayer per se, or as you switch between the alts, they can go, "Oh, Doom Slayer, Doom Guy." You know, either which way, they would be all represented. So, there we go. And so, I don't know. I'm coming. I'm coming from this from the idea of, yeah, Bethesda probably has talked with Nintendo. They've they've actually gone on the record to say that they have about, you know, potentially having a rep and smash and i think that there's pretty much two top choices mm-hmm. so i just went with an alternate route here for mine because in regards to that other top choice i have another character that might fill the same void um so for bethesda and including them i decided to go for doom slayer and with that said as far as fighting techniques go, there's a lot of different a lot of different weapons in the game, and I think that we're like the chain gun, chain saw, the the BFG, which would be kind of funny to include just because of what that abbreviation stands for. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, it's got to be there, that though. sort of thing. It has to be there. That's right. Um, <clears throat> and there's a lot of ways to get past ripping and tearing. So, and even then, you can still include pretty visceral. Uh, grabs and and standard attacks. I'm sure, just without it getting out of hand, you can have an animation of Doom Guy, even ripping like as a as a, a as an attack, without it tearing the opponent. So so long as you're not literally tearing something in half when he's ripping something, I think we can get through it. Or spewing gallons of blood. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. There. You know, there's very few demons from hell on the roster, so I think we're safe. Um, so that's that's as far as I got with thinking about the moveset, though. Um, it's pretty diversified, though, as it would be for pretty much any FPS character of this ilk. Um, and because Doom is so in-your-face, it would be kind of funny to have these weapons included, I think, too. And it fits the comic vibe. Um, as for the stage, yeah, we're just going to go to hell. No, just kidding. We're... Uh, so the story of Doom, to my knowledge, as someone who's never played Doom and just has watched gameplay, um, there are 
there is a government organization. The, wor the world is on the fritz, and the only way to restore energy is to harvest it. This is so rudimentary. From hell. So, what? Oh, yeah, let's open a portal to hell because that is advised, and let's do it on Mars because humans have settled on Mars at this point, too. So, there's a big gate called Doomsgate on Mars. And so, I think that a way to work around hell and not necessarily just have hell and smash is to have the stage be Doom's Gate instead. Ah. Have it, have it be the have it be the entrance to hell. You can have that portal and there could be demons crawling out of it that that are iconic to the series and not necessarily too much for Smash. And uh who knows, maybe they can be stage hazards or something. But my idea is to just have it be positioned in front of this uh Doom's Gate on Mars and so you have a little bit of a gravity thing going on. There's a, it could be a relatively sizey stage set in front of the gate with a few platforms. Like, I'm thinking maybe two uh, relatively well-sized, longer platforms on a kind of a metal-y, futuristic stage with, with Hellspawn in the background. So there's one way to work around that. Other than that, I, I think the only other option would be Hell. Which is uh, probably going to get a big hell no from Sakurai. Yeah, and from Nintendo in general. <laughs> yeah, and from Nintendo in general. Probably Sakurai, if he could. Too. Oh, yeah, Sarah was insane. Um, Sakurai would probably be all over it, actually, if he could. He'd be like, yep, let's put hell on this. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, music tracks. Uh, so, this is fun, just, just going through, especially the newer uh, Doom soundtracks. And just being hit by heavy metal and screaming. It's like, oh, this is very fitting. You're ripping and tearing demons apart. What better soundtrack is there than just... Um, that's the name of the track? No, that's... Yeah, that is the name of the track, yeah. Just, just a scream? There is, there is one track that's illegible like that, yeah. Okay. But, um, well, there's level... Let's see. Classic Doom music is, is pretty nondescript in how it's named, like Level 1, Episode 1. And since that's the first track ever, sure, let's include it. But then otherwise, we have these crazy tracks all in all capital letters, like Dogma, Demigod, BFG Division, Dogma, and Doom. And yeah, those are my those are my music tracks. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, just, just, so, and you know you can extend it. It's, Bethesda can be very generous. I, I have a feeling they would be. So it's like include the whole damn soundtrack if you wanted to, kind of like SNK did. Yeah. <laughs> um, SNK's music isn't even just King of Fighters or Fatal Fury. It's just like, hey, you want you want music from our entire library of games because you can have it. Like holy mm -hmm. shit! Mm-hmm. And they're like, yes. <laughs> um, for me, costumes I have four available, mostly just because I couldn't think of anything else. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, the Kako Demon, which is no surprise after, oh, yeah. up to people who are part of the leak scene and trying to decipher whether or not that's even real right now. Uh, I would imagine that would be either a brawler or a gunner. Uh, well, that, if Dragon it's a hat, it doesn't really have a... It's for oh, all true. of them. Yep. Uh, Dragonborn as a sword fighter. Makes sense. 
And then Vault Boy and Vault Girl as me gunners. Okay. Yeah. Well, Vault some, Girl. All right. Some some Fallout representation and and uh, and keeping it all inclusive with the inclusion of the ever elusive Vault Girl. Uh, so yeah, I, I believe there's also spirits too take in mind and let me tell you dear viewers a, a fine story about my creating my list or, or just this whole process in general oh <laughs> we uh we approach this pretty nondescriptly compared to our episode about say rex and pyro where there's not too much forethought in, that's being communicated between one another so when we're like yeah let's think of spirits i was like Okay, spirits. Yeah, that's right. And then, so I have a list of spirits. But I did not think of any spirit battles. I'm just like, yeah, here's some spirits. Here's some characters that can be spirits. And it's just a list. Nice. A bullet point list of, of spirits. Nice. And I'm like, okay, so as, as I'm working through this, I could we could be like, yeah, it could be this. And I'd be like, okay. Or maybe we won't think that. And that would also be okay. Um, in the case of doom characters anyway we can assume like oh yeah you fight this and there's a lot of lava and there's shooting things there you go that's that's what's going on um so but nevertheless like there's doom guy doomer and doom slayer you can have those all be individual spirits uh the spirit battles can reflect different the different portions of the Doom franchise that these respective iterations of the character come from. So Doom Guy can have a weapon and a, and a stage that reflects classic Doom, maybe something Shadow Moses uh, with with a you know like a like a steel diver or something. Nothing nothing too out of the ordinary. Uh, Doom Marine, you can no Doom Marine would be the steel diver. Come on, uh, Doom Slayer, <laughs> Doom Slayer, you can go all out and. Uh, have them eating a spicy curry or something to better reflect the essence of hell. Uh, or on like Norfair. Uh, like four Cacodemons yeah. with super spicy curry. Yeah, and Cacodemon was the next on the list, so, so good on you there. I also thought of uh, the BFG itself being a spirit. <laughs> hey, I mean, I have for, two vehicles. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and for that, I mean, what could even properly refre reflect that maybe uh maybe something like the biggest character in the game like a ridley with a daybreak <laughs> something like that so am i um and then i have a whole lot of names that mean nothing. i just looked at them on the doom wiki knight sentinel samuel hayden dag grav emily pierce amazing um they all carry weapons and shoot you and they have different stats like heightened attack heightened endurance it's amazing trust me um, I, I feel like my brother would like to smack you for not mentioning the cyber demon one of the more iconic and, villains yeah. or enemies rather oh yeah and the cyber demon too i have it on here um but yeah and and the icon of sin as a legend mm-hmm Mm -hmm. The the great goat skull that overlooks 
the chasms of hell and and protects other demons. Right. So it's just kind of ever, yep, ever ever watchful. It is, and it could be placed over. Uh, who is an icon of sin in the Smash roster? Uh, Ganondorf. Okay, let's put it on well, Ganondorf. I'd, I'd say Wario is pretty sinful as well. Yeah, <laughs> put it on Wario and and Reed, make that you know? Wario. Yeah, make him make him really giant and just kind of stand there and be made of metal and be super hard to knock back. And uh, because the icon of sin doesn't really do much itself, maybe uh, as the as the battle progresses miniature versions of Wario or some other character can appear on the stage as well, spewing fire from a super spicy curry. While, and you have to knock them all out. Like, a minute passes. Oh, what, another character came on the stage. Another minute passes. Oh, it's another one. And then you have four characters that you have to knock out because you're not able to knock out Wario fast so, enough. So kind of like the imprisoned spirit battle in World of Light, but with bodyguards. Right. Interesting. I like it. And it would be very annoying. I... Hey, I came up with that on the spot. <laughs> Cheers. Sometimes the best things are. Well, we're going to have a lot of room to test that theory tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, okay. maybe that's just the difference between uh, coming prepared and, well, not. Sometimes the best comings are unprepared. Sure. Sure, sure. Anyways, uh, I, I like what you came up with Doom Die, or Doom Slayer, I should say. I do kind of like the idea that um, maybe having like half of his alts be the more modern Doom Slayer look, and then the other half being the more classic Doom Guy. And when you switch between them, the announcer will actually say Doom Guy instead of Doom Slayer. Kind of like how we'll do it for the Koopalings or for Alf. Oh, I like yeah. that idea. Yeah. And I think it's actually maybe fairly realistic yeah and he's a good choice for the bethesda franchise or company a lot of people have talked about how uh bethesda has even said that they talked to the nintendo about smash and i mean generally speaking there's only three franchises i can think of that have any shot and there's very clearly a top two even out of those three and doom is one of them i would not well, be disappointed to get Doom. fall oh, 79 yeah. is not a game Country Road. You're thinking of Fallout 76. Bitch. Does it really deserve me to even say it properly? Yes. <laughs> Why? Because names are important. Okay, Lester. Nope. Anyways, let's move on to my second character of my own fighter pass. For this one, this is going to be a character that only one person had previously mentioned in our uh, little friend group here. Ooh. Although, a rival of theirs did, men did get mentioned twice. That's going to be Yuri Lowell from Tales of Vesperia. A lot of people say that from that for Namco that, you know, the Tales franchise is a great one to be represented alongside Tekken. <clears throat> and typically when people mm -hmm. think of Tales, they, they say, oh, Lloyd Irving. Because, um, to my awareness, you know, Tales of uh, Symphonia is sort of like the Final Fantasy VII of the franchise. At least, that's that's the extent of my knowledge about it. I don't know Symphonia as well. It's just the impression I get for things. Plus, Lloyd had gotten a costume in the previous Smash game, so, I mean, I can kind of see that. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, Babylonian had actually gotten me to play Tales of Vesperia just last year, and actually just finished it like before 2019 ended, and it was damn good. And he got me on the Yuri train. He's a great character. Vesperia is a great game, and I decided, you know what? Fuck you, Lloyd. I want Yuri in. <laughs> and technically, you know, this is predictions, and more people talk about Lloyd, so maybe I should say Lloyd. But here is why I went Yuri instead of Lloyd. The Tales franchise has had a lot of official popularity polls that have been given out about it. Yuri has had to be banned from the popularity polls. <laughs> because he just kept winning. He would not lose. Mm-hmm. He kept getting number one. So they had to ban him from the polls and gave him instead like some kind of like legendary status. He's the most popular character <laughs> from the franchise. It makes sense to pick him. <clears throat> so- sorry, Lloyd fans, but uh, I'm going with Yuri Lowell. Maybe someday I'll yeah. play Tales of Symphonia and I'll go back to cheering for Lloyd, but for now, nah, man. Nah. So, uh, my stage here I have here from Yuri is called Zaude. It's a uh, very important location in the second act of the game and has a rippling effect over the third act, where it kind of like, because of things that happen, uh, an ancient force is being summoned and it's going to wreck the world if they don't stop it. This is also reminded me of Final Fantasy VII. I made a lot of allusions to Final Fantasy VII too by Bologna when I was playing this game. I was like, huh, I see similarities here. This is funny to me. But uh, for the Zaudi <laughs> stage, I imagine, you know, it's fairly basic. Um, imagine, you know, how you have a... I'm trying to think of what it's called here. Heroes Pokemon League. It's that large circular stage that just goes straight down. It's not floating in midair. Mm-hmm. Uh... But for the, for Zaude, it's going to be smaller than that. Maybe more about the size of Fountain of Dreams. No extra platforms on top of it. But to the left and right, instead of there being like this empty void that you could fall down into, it's water. So you're only going to be able oh. to KO somebody from either uh, up above the screen, left, or to the right. Additionally, Interesting. Uh, one of the characters from the game, Pharaoh, will from time to time attack the stage. So you've got to fit nice. up attacks from that character. Uh, the mm-hmm. music tracks I have picked out for it are Furnace of War, which I believe is the primary battle theme. Then there's a bet on this bout, which is, is a boss battle theme. I've also got uh, Cutting Off <coughs> the Dark Ambitions, Fury Sparks, which is a um, theme against a certain character. And then I believe mm-hmm. the final boss theme is Once in a Lifetime Duel, which first of all, that's just a great name. Mm-hmm. And I support it as a track. Why not? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, four or five Why meat not? Cost- yeah, for, for the five meat costumes that are going to come along with Yuri, three of them are returning from Smash 4. Uh, we have okay. Gil and Loiter Ving, who are going to be able to be me sword fighters. Heihachi, mm-hmm. who's going to be a me brawler. And then our two new ones are uh, a me brawler for Kl- well, that's, that looks like Klonoa from the Klonoa games. Mm-hmm. Which I've, I've recently discovered a uh, desire to have him in Smash, despite never playing the games or even seeing them be played. He just sounds like a cool <laughs> character. And the fifth yeah. one I have, it's not a full outfit, it's just a hat of like, <clears throat> Agumon's head from Digimon. Because I couldn't imagine <laughs> a full me outfit out of Agumon. I mean, it probably would work, but maybe I should just say it's a, it's a full outfit. And if it was a full outfit, it's going to be a me brawler, because, I mean, he's not a gunner. Come on. Mm-hmm. That would just be stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for the spirits the spirits were actually pretty easy to choose who they were going to be it was more of a fact of what are they going to do that sometimes was difficult mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as you I'm oh, sure yeah. have uh, realized <laughs> so the first one I have here is Estelle 
Estelle is the healer of the party. She's um, the second party member you get in the game. So she's going to be represented by Peach on the melee version of Princess Peach's castle. Uh-huh. During this match, only healing items will spawn. So that's food, it's uh, heart containers, the healing field, the healing sprout, any of that stuff. And Peach will prioritize using healing items over fighting you. If she, nice. can keep, if she can keep her damage down, you can't kill her, right? That's true. So goes the theory, at least. Unless you have Doria. Or uh, Hero. Kamikaze. <laughs> Magic Burst. True. Critical hit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. The second <laughs> one I have on here is Flynn, who is best care, best friend to Yuri in the game. Flynn is actually going to be represented by the Hero from Dragon Quest on the Coliseum oh, nice. stage. Uh, for this battle, it's going to be a stamina match. And Flynn is going to have, or the hero, I should say, actually, is going to have a Mi Sword Fighter representing uh, one of Flynn's subordinates, Sodia, and a Mi Gunner representing another subordinate, Witcher, who is a mage. Not Witcher from, you know, the Witcher games. You know what I mean. Uh, the two Mi Fighters <laughs> are going to have less stamina than, your, than Flynn will, but you only have to KO the hero in order to win the match. Nice. Uh, the third one I've got here is Rapide, who is, you know, man's best friend. It's Yuri's pet dog. He's also, like, human intelligent. Uh, they're going to be represented by <laughs> Duck Hunt on the Gower Plains stage. And uh, <laughs> Duck Hunt will prioritize grabbing any and all items that they see on the field. Rapide is essentially the thief in the game. They kind of fill that role. With, they have the ability to steal items and money as you're fighting. <clears throat> so this made sense to me. Oh, nice. Uh, next up, I have Carol who is going to be represented by Luigi uh, on the Onet stage. Carol is, well, he's a kid, and he's a bit of a coward. And by a bit of a coward, I mean he has quit a lot of guilds by running away and has pretty much become a guild pariah. Nobody wants him in their guild because they all know he's just going to quit on them. So what oh, I have geez. for the match is that at, when you're fighting, Luigi sees you and he's like, oh, no, and he's just going to run away a lot. <laughs> you have to chase him down because he will not make it easy for you to hit him. I love it. It makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next one I have is the genius mage Rita, who's going to be represented by female Robin on the Magicant stage. Simple enough for nice. Robin. Uh, their spell attacks are going to deal more damage than usual, and the tomes will not deplete. Oh, ever. man. Imagine if Kelly had that skill set behind him. I don't want to. <laughs> Neither do I. Next up, I've got Raven, who's a uh, an old man and an archer. Going to represent, mm-hmm. going to be represented by Link on the Bridge of Elden stage, and Raven will prioritize long distance attacks. So if you try and get too close, he's going to try and run away and then try and sniping you from afar again. But if he has to, you know, he can still smack you with Link's sword. Not a problem. Oh yeah. Next up, I've got, next up, I've got Judith, who uh, wields a lance, and, well, she's technically not a dragoon in the traditional sense. She kind of fights like the more traditional dragoon type of character. High jumps, you know, spears, mm-hmm. that kind of deal. Uh, since the only lance user we have in Smash is Byleth, Judith is represented by a female Byleth. Yay. <laughs> uh, this, Yay. Uh, yeah. The stage that I have Judith fighting on is Yggdrasil's Altar, the, the Dragon Quest stage, and Byleth will prioritize using lance attacks and ask, and also gets an extra jump. Oh. Yeah, so it's quite interesting that. Yep, Byleth fly through sky. <laughs> yes. 
Uh, next up I have is Patty, who is a character that was added into the definitive edition of the game. She's a young girl and a pirate at that. Uh, she's going to be represented by a me gunner wearing the pirate outfit. Nice. On the pirate ship stage. Does she I like mayonnaise? Like, I, you know, I don't know. But okay. she might. I, I feel like, you know, pirate outfit, pirate ship kind of makes sense for her. You know, it's a, she's a pirate, so, you know, simple. Yep. Uh, here's what I like about this one. Patty in the game... Uh, her special attacks all reveal around uh, an RNG. So, mm -hmm. what I wrote for the spirit battle is that every time you play this spirit, the Meat Gunner's specials are randomized. Every time. Oh, nice. Just, just throws a yeah. little bit of chaos in there. I love it. Me too. The last one I have here is what's going to be the uh, legendary spirit for Tales of Vesperia. And that is Duke, the primary uh -huh. antagonist of the game. Uh, he's sort of like a mysterious figure that you meet throughout the first two arcs of the game, but in the third arc, it becomes clear, oh, this is the bad guy. Oh, shit. <laughs> Duke is going to be represented by Cloud on the Zaudi stage. Uh, for this version of Zaudi, uh, Pharaoh will not be attacking the stage. It's just you versus Duke in a one-on-one uh, -on -one duel. Cloud mm -hmm. is going to have all of his stats greatly increased, and he's also going to start out the match with a fully charged limit meter. Oh, wow. So, one hit might just kill you. Watch out. <laughs> Who, buddy? Yeah, that is going to be my second character, then. I did enjoy it. Don't know much about Tales of Vesperia about myself, but I'm hoping to change that sometime this year. I'm going to buy the Switch version. Game. Oh, I bet. You, I can bet. Also, you can also play it multiplayer, locally, but still. Oh, nice. Well, a, a second person can pick up the be... controllers and play as a second character because the battles in that game it's not <clears> like a uh, turn, it's not turn based like older RPGs. You're running around on a field uh, fighting the enemies. Oh, cool. That so can be pretty helpful to have a second person. I, I would imagine. Maybe, uh, well, it's not going to stop us from playing together one of these days. Um, yeah, there's no online, so. Yeah. You're right. I have no arms or and no, but we'll find a way. Um. So second character for me. I'm just gonna toss this out here, and it's going to be grand. Um. You know. A lot about. Tossing, don't you? Um. Tossing things out there. Like tennis balls for well, your dog to go chests. No, I am talking about. Tossing a coin to your Witcher. Oh, I never watched the show. Oh, Valley of Plenty. I, I know so, you're mad at me for not watching it, but I haven't watched it. And you have no desire to watch it. Not but really. no, we can talk about this later. Geralt of Rivia. Oh, <gasps> everyone is. Gets. Yep, shocking. I was actually going to go for Dragonborn, but then I decided at the last second to do Geralt. So it's interesting because. I don't have anything filled out for this, so we'll see where it goes. Um, so for Geralt, you no, know, I was just kidding. I figured this out a long time ago. I was pretty sure because you told Geralt. me before we started this that you had it all figured out. I was like, that bitch lied to me again. <laughs> yeah, like that first draft of the Waluigi Smashtopia. Yeah. Yep. Good times. No, I chose Geralt. Um, the Witcher. 
is a huge multimedia franchise. The controversy of its inclusion in Smash could be that technically it's a fourth party because it started as a very popular book series, turned into a very popular graphic novel series. But because the video game series have so greatly outclassed everything else in regards to terms of popularity, I think that people view Geralt primarily as a video game character now. That's fair. So, um, it wouldn't, it would be like this weird middle space where you're technically breaking the fourth party rule, but you're also not really breaking the fourth party rule. It's weird. I mean, some people um, argue that we already have a fourth party in Smash. Dracula. Oh, yeah. That's true. You have Dracula, you have the devil. So, <laughs> so Geralt is, uh, nonetheless, great, great gaming background. Uh, the Witcher series are phenomenal games. And uh, and he's not averse to crossovers either, having appeared in Soul Calibur uh, six as well. But um, you would think that would discount it too. But in this case, I think the character is so, is so viable and comes from such a rich background that we could get away with the Smash inclusion too, especially with The Witcher 3 being such a prominent port on the Switch. Because when it came out in 2015 on the PS4 and the Xbox One, it was like, this game is really pushing boundaries. This was defining the open world experience at the time, creating this very vast, richly, densely populated world to explore. And the question was, could this work on a system that kind of downplays power when systems that upsell power are having a hard time necessarily grasping it itself and there, there were some workarounds that had to be compensated for the standard ps4 etc um and then it happened and then it happened cd, CD project red and, and their uh port developing company that i can't recall off the top of my head they worked a miracle arguably even arguably even more so than what's happened with the skyrim and doom ports because it's like a, it's a it's a newer title um denser title than, than either. No, Doom came out in 2016, but still. Uh, the Witcher's a larger game. So that's kind of my my take behind it. It's kind of like how Bethesda has that early involvement with the Switch. Obviously, CD Projekt Red had a lot of work around, and there was a lot behind the scenes going on that we didn't realize. With the Witcher being a prominent title on the Switch, that was a big surprise to a lot of people when it was announced. Oh yeah, and a bigger surprise, and a bigger surprise when it was a success. <laughs> so that's that's my justification there. Um, for the stage, I'm I'm primarily basing this henceforth off of The Witcher Three as well because it's such a huge game, and it's on the Switch and all all these other reasons. Um, so the stage is from The Witcher Three. Uh, White Orchard was the first stage idea that I came up with. And it's the one that's more fully fleshed. Um, even you may recognize the griffin that Geralt fights at the start of The Witcher 3 because it's in all of the promotional art. I do not. If you don't okay, well, it's there. He fights a griffin. That's the, that's the first boss of the game. <laughs> okay. Yep. So um, what I'm thinking is, like The Witcher 3 starts out... Uh, have have that area right outside of White Orchard, um, atop a hill. You can have it 
be at a slope with the center point being the being the tip of the tip of the hill and that nice picturesque tree in the background a fairly standard stage um but every so often the griffin will come down to fight as well and will be a I'm not sure if you'd re you'd recognize it as stage boss or stage hazard I, I would probably say stage hazard um just because there's not so much a griffin can necessarily do to necessitate it being a boss right um but that would be the iconic griffin would be the stage hazard so every so often that'll come flying down and you'll have to take care of it and maybe other other uh enemies from the witcher as well but i was set on the griffin um otherwise i also had the idea of setting it if you don't like the hill idea setting it right outside of the village of white orchard where the griffin is also historically attacked so you can see it terrorizing people in the background but then i was like i don't know how well that would go over with, <laughs> <laughs> with smith if you just show it flying overhead and people and people running away maybe that'd be okay um and there could be destructible townhomes and things like that like like in uh garrick mock or something along those lines um my other stage idea yeah there's two because i couldn't decide would be novigrad which is a uh free city um in the witcher um like many medieval franchises their fa fantasy franchises is all manner of of kingdoms and and politics to consider but novigrad is free and with their independence they've developed a very uh wealthy and and beautiful city um so i chose it because there's a pop of color there that you don't necessarily get from a lot of the rest of the game it's a very populous city you can see a lot of different folk from around the the world of the rich witcher in one place um i, I pictured it as fighting with maybe an area with a large fountain in the middle you can hop on the fountain or maybe you'd be way and then uh and then the platforms would be the um the sh storefronts like you can jump on the top of little thatched roof areas like on Onet, or onto the roofs of houses as well and there we go those are my two stages fairly fairly uh straightforward but iconic witcher locations uh music there's a lot of good music in the witcher uh very uh nordic in in taste i feel with a lot of a lot of throat singing and and strings and and just epic medieval e-ness so some title some things that have came up are sword of destiny the trail the Nightingale, the Fields of Art Skellig. And then, of course, Silver is for Monsters. And then the other track, Steel is for Humans. Because Geralt has two separate swords. Steel is a lot more, uh, you know, durable. So that's the go-to sword for fighting off humans, fighting off just general things that... But then monsters, the things that lurk in the dark, they're susceptible to silver. So the more graceful silver is something that he uses far less often. And I'm sure that the dual-wielding proponent would be something in Corp. Um, 
Sorry, I had to get a drink of water. Uh, me costumes. Iconic characters from The Witcher. Uh, of course, the uh, Miss Lilac and Gooseberries herself, Yennefer, gets a me costume. This would be a great opportunity to have like a me mage, wouldn't it? It really but, would be. Have, but we don't have a me mage, so I guess for better or for worse, she could be a me brawler or me gunner. What? Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I, I really hate, just to go on a brief tangent here, that gunners are the umbrella <clears throat> that mages are thrust under. It's like, why? And Well, it, actually, it's kind of mixed. The, like, the more magical, like, attacks tend to be under me gunner, but the mages themselves get me outfits. They're put under sword fire. Because, mm -hmm. oh, their staff is the sword. Like, Ashley and Veridi and, um, there's one more I'm not thinking. Oh, uh, I think her name was Veronica. From Dragon Quest. Mm -hmm. Like, all yeah. three of them are mages, but they're me sword fighters. Like, what the hell? If we get yeah. me fighters in the next match, please just make a me mage. Just please do Seriously. it. Seriously. <sighs> and then Yennefer also has a dagger, and she can wield a silver sword her own, I assume. So, it could be a sword fighter too. But when you're talking about a, a powerful witch, and you're like, oh yeah, a sword fighter, of course. You're like, what? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and to that you know to that same thing um yennefer's good friend and another sorceress um who's one of girls with a love interest in the witcher uh tris marigold also a, a very likely me costume in this scenario probably going to be thrust into gunner or whatever hooray uh <laughs> Uh, Dandelion the Bard, the, the, uh, so-called successful Bard, but who really knows? Very, very lovable character, or, or grating, depending on who you ask, but it's probably no surprise that I find him lovable. Um, using his loot, he could be a sword fighter. God damn At least it. that makes more sense. Yep. <laughs> Um, Siri. Not the goo not the the Google, the Apple product. No, uh, Siri from The Witcher. Uh, she could be a sword fighter very easily. And then I was thinking, going a little outside the box, still with CD Projekt Red properties, but to promote their upcoming game, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, we have. The protagonist, V, as a gunner, as well as the iconic character from the Cyberpunk series, Johnny Silverhand, as a brawler. Uh huh. Also known as Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Keanu Reeves is on Smash, everyone! Woo! We did it! Oh man, another fourth party character. Can't believe it. Yeah! The. <laughs> Okay, so approaching The Witcher from a spirit standpoint, there's a lot of interesting characters that, that pervade the franchise. And since, again, I didn't come up with any spirit battle ideas, and you also have almost no knowledge of The Witcher, we're going to be going in this totally blind. Pretty much. <laughs> probably just going to be a list. It's probably just going to be a list, that's right. Um... 
So we can start this list off with Yennefer. She can be uh, who's another mage? I guess Zelda. Robin because Robin. Zelda, Zelda, Zelda. That works. Zelda with the Hilda costume hmm. because it looks like Yennefer. There you go, black hair. Um, and as you're fighting Yennefer on the, uh, let's see here, Hannonbow. <laughs> We're going in this in the dark um, because I'm justifying it because Hannonbow has flowers and we're always talking about lilacs around Yennefer. All right. um, or, di or Distant Planet. <laughs> anyway. As you fight Yennefer, only flower-based items appear on the stage. Fire, flowers, lipstick. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. it. I mean, so, I guess you could say the healing sprout. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that's true. So you get a lot of that. A lot of these plant-based items appear the, on the The rambling stage. evil mushroom. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, special attacks from Zelda are upped in their in their potential for knockback and, and heightened damage because Yennefer is a, one of the most powerful sorceresses ever. Right. Um... Hey, that wasn't a total train wreck. Uh, let's do another one. You sure you don't want to just list them? Let's see. Uh, yeah. Let's... You know what's funny is Dandelion could also just have flowers because of his name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be funny. Maybe let's he's go, by Daisy. Yeah, there you go. That, that, yes. Actually, yes. If that were to happen... It, that would, it could be Daisy. I mean, it's not like we have any musical um, characters in the game yet. Daisy Daisy can move around and, and constantly, like, in on a stage like White Orchard, because, uh, you know, it's the Witcher, and, and Daisy can be constantly taunting, and it could be almost like a joke. And, like, Dandelion's kind of a joke, and that, because Daisy's just constantly singing with her taunt, and then you just knock her out. I mean, hey, there are some spirit battles <laughs> out there that are literally jokes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I might have a couple um, that I haven't mentioned yet. Yeah. Um, so and for these other characters, let's just assume that they're um when you add take them out on the field, that they will be summoning a bunch of flower items, because that's what we're gonna say they all do, because that's what the witcher's about. Flowers. Okay, so yep. So there's okay. Triss Marigold, uh Siri, a dandelion. Kira Metch, uh, Fringilla Vigo, Zoltan, Vesemir, the Griffin, and our legend, Roach. All right, I got to know about this Roach. Why is it a legend? Roach is Geralt's horse. Geralt, throughout the Witcher series, um, he prefers mares over, over uh, stallions. And he always names the horse Roach to not become attached to it. Until at a certain point in The Witcher 3, you just have the same damn horse all the time because he's like, wow, I became emotionally attached to this horse. So the legend of Roach is that this particular Roach became imprinted on Geralt. And as it's your companion throughout the entire game, it is legendary. 
Kind of like Epona, but not. Oh. Kind of like the okay. horse from Red Dead Redemption 2. But not. But not, because this horse doesn't die. It said oh, yeah, this horse is standing on top of you. Yep. <laughs> um, and, that could, and that's the match. Um, you are fighting a. The, the horse based character that's definitely in Smash. Mewtwo? Yeah, and, the, and then Mewtwo is just constantly trying to stand on your head. He's just constantly teleporting around. Yep. Yep. No, but I really do. I really would bank on Roach being a legend just because of the. It just feels like it. It would be very entertaining. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I, I can't unfortunately comment too much about uh, Geralt and the Witcher because, I mean, as has been stated, never played the games, never watched the show, never read the book. All I know is in the show he has two lines hmm and fuck. That's all I know. I didn't. I don't even know what a witcher is or why we're tossing him coins, but it's a thing apparently. And well, witchers are mad at me for having not watched it, but fuck it. Certainly, they can watch Camp Camp if you have to watch The Witcher. You also haven't even watched Ruby, so ah, I have. No, you haven't. I have it downloaded on Crunchyroll. Okay, who are the four main characters? Oh, I didn't say I watched it. Well, I did say there I watched it. You did. But I do it. have it downloaded. Hey, I downloaded it yesterday. <laughs> wow. You know yep. that another season is about to end, right? No. <laughs> wow. Okay. Mm hmm. <sighs> hmm. Fuck. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, let's move on to our next one then, shall we? Yeah. So, I kind of feel like it's the right time to talk about a character that you've mentioned with both of your previous two characters, and that uh, one other person <clears throat> predicted in their list, the Dragonborn Ooh. from Elder Scrolls yep. Six, Skyrim. Oh, Wait, baby! No. Yeah, I think it's Six. Skyrim is it's Elder Scrolls Six. I think I don't. I don't play Skyrim either. He's on my list, but I don't play the game. I had to get a lot of help from my brother, because he has played Skyrim. He plays Elder Scrolls Online. I don't know shit about the franchise, so I needed help with this. <laughs> oh, but in, in legit, though, I actually think the Dragon would be a really good character to add into Smash. Uh, part of my debate between Master Chief and Doomguy was settled by the fact that if I pick Doomguy, then I'm not going to have Dragonborn because I want to have different companies be represented. But if I pick Master Chief, then I can have Dragonborn. So I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. And I, I've been liking the idea of having Dragonborn in Smash for a good while now. I just think like he's got a lot of tools that you can use. Uh, his design is going to be based off of the box art with the horned helmet. Uh, his neutral special is most likely going to be Fuss Roda. I mean, come on. What else is it going to mm -hmm. be? Maybe he has a magic spell. Maybe he doesn't. Primarily, probably going to use a sword. But he could have some other weapons in there as well. You know, like Byleth. Oh, yeah. But moving on from that. Uh, it, it, it's a very... Some people might say that, oh, I mean... Why? The game is old, and we're just going to get a new Elder Scrolls soon. It's like, technically you're not wrong. But I don't think there's very many... Elder Scrolls, or... God damn, I keep messing up what I want to see here, but... Uh, <laughs> but 
Because I wrote down Elder Scrolls as a franchise instead of writing down Skyrim for the game on where this character is from. But Skyrim is one of those games that has been ported to so many different platforms that I don't even know how many times it's been released. You can play it on your damn Alexa. You, you can play it, it on a, but on you a can't. refrigerator. You probably, yeah. I would, I would not. I would not say that. That's wrong. oh, you really can. I believe you it. really can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, it's just out there. So it's just everywhere out there. It's become a game that. Even if you don't give a fuck about the franchise, hi, that's me. You know what the game is. You know what the Dragonborn is. Although I guess there's probably some people ignorant of it, kind of like how I'm ignorant of The Witcher, but you get the idea. Oh, yeah. But for the stage to have picked for Dragonborn is High Hrothgar, which is a monastery uh, that you can visit super early in the game, and it's uh, you have to climb up a very icy mountain in order to get there. Supposedly, this mountain is supposed to have like seven thousand steps, but uh, people oh, counted. Oh yeah, yeah, that oh, place. Yeah. People mm-hmm. counted as only like seven hundred and something. So, Todd, I <laughs> think you lied again. <laughs> Sometimes it just doesn't work, Todd. Nice try though. <laughs> but uh, it, it's a monster on top of a mountain, which I think would be uh, a new type of setting for a stage because we don't really have anything like that. I mean, we have Garrick Mock Monastery, and we have. Icicle Mountain, but we don't have them combined. Mm-hmm. Or do we? Yes. Ooh. Uh, I don't really know what else would be on the stage. I feel like uh, the primary battling portion of the stage is going to be more skewed towards the right with maybe a good chunk of open air on the left. It's kind of like just an image I have in my mind. I, I need to do more mm-hmm. research on this. I also need to do just more research on the Dragonborn in general because someday I really want to make a moveset for both the Dragonborn and for Yuri Lowell that I mentioned oh, earlier. Yeah. Uh, a couple of the characters on this list I've made movesets for before, but these two, I have ideas in mind, but I haven't made them yet, and I want to. Mm-hmm. But the music I'm going to have on the High Hrothgar stage is When They Fear, which is a, uh, I think the most iconic uh, track in the game. It's the one that you hear it and you instantly know, oh, that's Skyrim. Even if you don't know oh, Skyrim, yeah. you know that's the Skyrim track. Uh, then I also have three common battle music tracks, those being Tooth and Claw, Steel on Steel, and Blood and Steel. Personally, out of them, Steel on Steel is my favorite. And then we have mm-hmm. a boss battle track, Watch the Skies, which is pretty good in its own right. Mm-hmm. For my me costumes, nice. we've got on here four gunners and one sword fighter. Oh, boy. Two of our gunners are going to be based off of Doom Guy and the Vault Tech uniform. And I don't mean uh, Vault Boy with this, where it has like the little yellow hair and the special face. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. the blue and yellow uniform. This is going to be like, I believe it will be the only outfit that you can wear that does not have a headpiece. Yeah. It's just the uniform. And it's supposed to be that way intentionally because in Fallout, it's uh, you're creating your own character. You've got the outfit. But what your character looks like, it's up to you, much like the Miis. So it's your me as a Fallout survivor. Very nice. I like it. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so do I. Um, I've also got Chell from Portal as a me gunner. Uh-huh. A character that Kelly has turned into a character we've set on Smashtopia. He has. Uh, I consider mm-hmm. doing The Chosen Undead from Dark Souls, because that's been a popular DLC pick uh, for a while. But instead, I just decided to go with, you know what? Why would I do the Chosen Undead, which is just 
a random dude in a random armor when I can instead do the meme pick of Solera of Astoria. Yep. Praise the sun, motherfuckers. <laughs> no, I, was try- I, was I don't see know Dark Souls either. I know nothing about the games. So it's literally a meme pick. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and then my final meat costume is going to be my second and last deluxe me outfit. Uh, it's going to be no. it's another indie character, but one with a boatload of games that um, a lot of different people have been involved with. And that's Reimu Hakure from Toho Project. Not, oh. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't expect me to break out that one, did you? No, I did not. <laughs> uh, I don't know which track would come with Reimu. I, I also don't know Toho at all. <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. I'm told that it has uh, amazing soundtracks. So I'm sure they can pick one and people will be happy about just getting one, right? Right? They won't scream for more, will they? Oh, fuck. Oh, of course not. Of a mistake. <laughs> oh no alright so spirit battles Um, I had to get a lot of help from my brother with these uh, I would ask him like okay what's a character like this or is there anything like that and he would kind of help me out then I would, I would uh, bounce an idea off of him for how the spirit battle could work and he would tell me if he thought that was fitting or not because again I don't know Skyrim at mm-hmm. all just I don't okay so <laughs> The spirit battles I have for this one. First of all, we have Astrid, who is the leader of the Assassin's Guild in the game. Uh, Astrid is going to be represented by Bayonetta in the Reset Bomb Forest. Uh, Bayonetta will be Ooh. fighting on, alongside uh, a Joker and a Sheik, who both have weaker stats than they normally do, but you only have to KO Bayonetta to win. And Joker and Sheik are kind of representing different assassins that would be working under uh, Astrid here. Okay, nice. I've got Parthenax, who's going to be represented by Charizard on the High Hrothgar stage. Parthenax being the dragon in Skyrim that is voiced by Charles Martinet, our uh, lovely little Mario. <laughs> uh, yep. Simple enough, this match is pretty basic. Charizard is giant. Nothing else real special about it. Pretty easy going. Very easy going. Yes. Just and like both... Charles Martinet, an easy going guy. Yes, he is. And I might get the chance to meet him again uh, here in March. Awesome. Uh, I've also got on here Sheogorath, who is the trickster god of the entire Elder Scrolls franchise. And uh, when I told Twilix that I was planning on having Sheogorath as a me battle, he was like, he told me, you've got to have it be as crazy as possible. Because he's literally the trickster god. I'm just like, and I'm like, you know what? i got a way to do that. So Sheogorath is going to be represented by Ganondorf on the temple stage. <laughs> Here's the thing about this match. It is very much random. Uh, this match, you know, you know how, uh, spirit battles in the world of light, you, you know, sometimes there'll be harsh winds or the screen will black out or there'll be, uh, poisonous platforms. Your controls can be reversed. Uh, the screen can flip sideways or upside down. You know, you know how all those different things can happen in separate matches. Mm-hmm. That can all happen in this match. Not at the <laughs> same time. Not at the same time. But... Just like periodically, randomly, a different effect will be chosen. So even if you're picking spirits that'll help combat some of these effects, you're not mm-hmm. going to be able to combat all of them. You got to pick and choose your battles here. It is going to oh, be man. very chaotic. It's not my legendary, but it very easily could have been. In fact, <laughs> it might actually, I might actually have two legendary spirit battles here. She'll go out and oh. one that'll come up later. Nice. Very fun. 
Yes. I've also got yes. on here Risad, who is a Kashit merchant, so Kashit has wares. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing I know about Kashit, <laughs> besides the fact that they're cat people. I don't know anything about this game. <laughs> Even though I support the character. Mm-hmm. Uh, Risad is going to be represented not by Fox, like you might have thought, but by a me brawler wearing uh, a cat outfit. I was considering Nia from Xenoblade <laughs> 2, but I didn't like it to be a meek, a different me outfit. That's not the character. It's one thing when it's a Smash character. That's already in the game. But me outfits, mm-hmm. I didn't want to do that. So it's just a regular cat. And it's at the Garrick Mock Monastery stage, because specifically the uh, the merchant area of that stage. And only that portion. It will not change to any of the areas of that stage. During the match, nice. items will spawn at an increased pace, at an increased pace than normal. And they will also gravitate towards Resod. So you're going to have to run for the items if you really want them. You gotta do it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> next up we've got Harkon, who is a vampire in the game. He's going to be represented by Dark Pit at Dracula's Castle. Pretty basic match, except, you know, from time mm-hmm. to time the screen will completely black out, so you won't be able to see where you are. Mm-hmm. Good luck. But Thank again, you. with spirits, you can easily block that out. Um, I've also yeah. got on here Ulfric Stormcloak, who is the leader of the Stormcloak Rebellion in the game. Uh, he's oh, going to yeah. be represented by the Dragonborn because Ulfric can also use Fusro Da. Uh, this match That's is going right. to take place on the Hyrule Castle 64 stage, and Ulfric as a Dragonborn will prioritize using Fusro Da, but on top of that, strong winds will occasionally affect the stage. Oh, man. Yeah. Some it these, makes sense. Some of these are going to be a real bitch. Uh, next up, we've got Mirak, who is going to also be represented by the Dragonborn on the Spear Pillar stage. Mm-hmm. Mirak uh-huh. is, uh, well, he's not a good guy. He's <laughs> trying to summon a great evil whose name <clears throat> I have forgotten, but it's also very complicated to say. So I'm not going to try. Instead, uh, this Dragonborn of Morak is going to have increased stats. And if you don't KO the, the Dragonborn in one minute, a giant version of Zelda will spawn and you have to beat both of them to clear the match. <laughs> Why nice. Zelda? Because the ancient evil thingy does magic. And I didn't want to use Bayonetta again. Jeez. Uh, I've got two more left spirits for uh, Skyrim here. The this one is going to be Emperor Titus Maid the Second, or it might be Mayday. I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm moving mm-hmm. on. You you get the picture. I don't know the game. Buzz off. <laughs> uh, Titus is going to be represented by King K. Rule on the pirate ship stage. King K. Rule is uh, going to start out the match with the Ore Club, and he's going to prioritize using it over anything else. He's just he just has a big old sword. And he's going to whack you with it. No man, he's going to whack you hard. <laughs> The last spirit I have on here is our legendary, possibly our second legendary in addition to Sheagorath, depending on how you kind of view that match, is going to be Alduin, the villainous dragon in the game. Alduin is not represented by a character like we traditionally see <coughs> spirit battles. Alduin mm-hmm. is represented by Rathalos the boss. Oh my god. So it's not a regular stage, it's the actual stage that you normally fight Rathalos on. And, you know, obviously if we're going to be using Rathalos, one of the boss characters, as a spirit battle, it can't just be a regular boss battle. There's got to be something special on there, right? Mm-hmm. Here's the bitch of the matter. 
You remember how in Sudden Death, uh, bob would just fall from the top of the screen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you see oh Alduin likes firing fireballs at the stage. So Bob-Bombs are starting out slowly. Bob-Bombs will occasionally hit the stage. But then the more the longer the match takes, the faster and faster they're going to start spawning and falling down on you. Oh, and by the way, they don't hurt Rathalos at all. They only oh, hurt you. Man. Otherwise, it'd be too easy, because Rathalos is going to take, like, three times as many Bob-Bombs as you are. Mm-hmm. But that battle, everybody would hate... Much like I hated the Jiggy Battle for Banjo Spirits. Fuck mm-hmm. the Jiggy Battle. It's <laughs> bad. Yeah. But that's everything I've got for the Dragonborn. Very, very good. Especially for someone without knowledge of Skyrim, I must say. Yeah. I, uh... It took some no, work. Good work. Good work. Um, you know, my only question has to do with the fundamentals of, of the Dragonborn. I... Mm-hmm. I've been curious all this time of you supporting Dragonborn for one pretty minor reason. And I think you may be able to know what I'm wearing. And that is that Dragonborn is an avatar. That's fair. Um, I have been, I have said before that I'm kind of sick of blink avatars being picked. Mm -hmm. But I think that's generally more the case of over other characters. Like, okay, Byleth as a great example here. He's a blank avatar in um in in Fire Emblem Three Houses. He has even less of a personality than Robin and Corrin did. It's just he he has so little characters. Like why why pick him over a character that actually has popularity, can fight, and it's a character that people give a shit about. By Lyft, you don't have a reason really to give a shit about him. The Dragonborn mm-hmm. is a little bit different because it's not um it's not a character in a world filled with all these rich and involved characters that you're along with uh, like uh, like Edelgard, Dimitri, Claude you, you know what I mean, like it's all these clever characters that you can meet and interact with Dragonborn is more like, hey, this is you in an open world you're the star there's, right. there's no like there's no char- the other characters are not on the same level of importance necessarily as Dimitri and Edelgard and Claude are in terms of both the narrative and in relationship to the main character, it's really just it's you wandering the world. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Very true. In that case, I, I support it. I was actually really thinking about Dragonborn on my list too, but I guess this is where we differed because you went for Master Chief and I went for Doom Guy, and then I went for Geralt and you went for Dragonborn. They all kind of scratched similar similar backs. Yeah, they really do. So to speak. Um, I actually wanted to backtrack really quickly to to Geralt because mm-hmm. I thought of something for one of the me costumes. We're talking sure. all this time about about deluxe me's and that made me think Johnny Silverhand can can be a full on deluxe me can come with a cyberpunk track that you can use on stages that would make sense with it like Metroid stages, Star Fox stages, Final Destination, whatever. Spacey but the stages. real yeah. But the real cream of the crop here will be that the costume will come with a full voice clip set voiced by Keanu Reeves, including a taunt that says, you're amazing. And that's the idea. 
And this is Super Cast Brothers. I thought it was your beautiful. It is. And that's what I said. Now I want to look it up. Um, while you're looking that up, I think it's that your we are... breathtaking. That's your breathtaking. Your your beautiful is James Blunt saying. That's sure. right. Whoever that is. Yep. Um, God. I don't know. I think I think the whole us recording this at one thirty in the morning is showing. Just because <laughs> like I actually had meant to say your breathtaking. So I was like, whoops. Um so, but with that said, I think that this is gonna be a two parter episode. Yeah, probably. So, so um we so have one more character in here before we split it though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's what I was thinking as well. So um let's go for a character that you had mentioned earlier. Oh I think it was in Yuri's Me costumes, I'm pretty sure. Quite uh, that would be no one one such Agumon. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Throwing a wrench in there, giving the Bandai side of Namco Bandai a uh, time to shine. Um, Agumon, I feel is you know when you when you see Digimon, there's no necessary, there's not necessarily a protagonist of the series, especially because they started out as actual Digivices very similar to Tamagotchi. Um, so that that leads us to this whole argument of, oh, are they even video games? It's like, I'm just going to say it's an electronic game. Okay, let's just say it's a video game. It's like the Game & Watch. Yeah, yeah, not too far of a stretch. And then, over time, Digimon has had a ton of different games on, on the DS, on the GameCube, on Switch. It's, uh, it's not an unprecedented move, I think. And I think Agumon if not the protagonist of the series, because it's pretty hard to pin down just, like, one central character of Digimon. It's at least um, probably the most ubiquitous and recognizable Digimon. So if there's ever an answer to Pikachu in this world, it's Agumon. It's also the main character of Digimon in the anime. That's true. That's true. Um, So there's Agumon. For the stage, I wonder if this is something that you would be surprised by. It's the Rumble Arena. I mean, from Digimon Rumble Arena. <laughs> considering I don't know Digimon, it would be impossible for me to be surprised by the stage. Yep, but here's where I'm I'm differing it because Digimon Rumble, uh, PlayStation game, where they're pretty pretty standard stages, right? They're just in the dig- digital world and. With, with that wireframe background, pretty pretty standard, pretty generic. So for me to change this up, we're getting the Rumble Arena and changing it in almost every sense of the word. You have that wireframe background for the standard area, but mm-hmm. then around it, depending on the affinity of like the stage, because uh, the an affinity sign for say, fire or water or nature will flash on the screen for a brief period, and then the stage will begin to transform. Very similar to Pokemon Stadium, but in this sense, there's it's more of a elemental-based change. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so the stage based on fire will, will turn into suddenly you're in this uh, place that with, with red rocks and crags and, and volcanic ash to deal with, and 
in the water area. You have pools of water or you have rain affecting the stage with uh, with watery terrain, like something that reflects a marsh. Uh, nature, you have you have really green grass and trees and and just general sunshine and and nice nice old times. So something along those lines with and it's set inside of a digi device, a digi device rather, where uh, you can where certain platforms move in at a certain time and they they flash in and out because they're they're uh, being summoned into the digi device and. Also, if you press pause and pull back, you can see the characters inside of the Digivice. Hmm. So, there's that. Um, that was my favorite part of this whole thing. <laughs> uh, music. Uh, taking it from Rumble Arena and Cyber Sleuth, and if I could look into the future, Digimon Survive, but I can't. Uh, the Biggest Dreamer from Rumble Arena, Reapermon's Den. Crazy Battlefield from from Rumble Arena. And then from Cyber Sleuth, uh, such tracks as The Cyber Sleuth and Final Phase. Both uh, pretty technological things that are befitting of Digimon. There's... <laughs> because of the co whole copyright strike concept, I'm mm -hmm. not going to be playing any tracks on this podcast. <laughs> so it's just like... Look them up. Yeah, I, I had considered the idea of trying to like play little clips of them, but I knew we were going to take a long time on this episode. I didn't really want to like pad that in any extra. Yeah, yeah, same here. We did the we did get that tasteful little Yoshi story snippet earlier. Um, as for Digimon, uh, spirits. Oh no, actually, me costumes. You need to go over me costumes first. Uh, for for Digimon. I have some popular Digimon available at the forefront of this. There's uh, Renamon, who would probably make sense as a, as a Mii Brawler. Uh, Gabumon, who would probably make sense as a Mii Brawler. <laughs> Pale Dreamon, who could be a, a sword fighter. Kinda. That would be the logistics would be strange, but I'm trying to not make all the Digimon be brawlers. Okay. <laughs> uh, I have Metal Greymon listed here, but I'm I'm not sure if I would make him a gunner or if I would just have it be a part of Agumon's moveset. Could go either way. I mean, if if, uh, if they had some sort of transformation mechanic to Greymon, then Metal Greymon could be the final smash. That's true. That's true. Oh, that would be good. Uh, and then I and then I have two Namco regs to to back it up because I wasn't feeling gutsy enough to include Optimus Prime here. <laughs> So, Klonoa and Heiachi. Very good choices. Boom. Very good choices. I would have loved to justify making Klonoa this character, but I could Because I'm trying I, to keep this steeped in mild realism, but... Yeah. I noticed that you don't have the Lloyd outfit returning. Oh, yeah, and look, let's just toss Lloyd in there. <laughs> Forgot all about him. <laughs> uh, quite honestly, I had I had Lloyd on a, another... On a Yuri thing as well but that's but then i kind of got the idea that you were choosing yuri so then i was like i'm gonna step back and let the guy who's actually played the game do this that's fair yep so then i just forgot about lloyd but lloyd can return there too that makes sense and uh as for spirits you know what let's just list them 
Yeah, because. probably best. It's probably for the best because this can get monotonous on uh, Digimon. While nowhere near as expansive as as Pokemon, the the characters, the the various Digimon, will be a little monotonous to work through in this sense without it without thinking ahead. I mean, Angemon could be pa- Palutena pretty easily. That's true. That's the yeah. only other Digimon I know by name. I'm done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's based off an angel, and that's all I know. Tailmon could be Diddy Kong. Uh, Patamon could be uh, like something with wings. Pit. I don't know. Pit, yeah, it could be Pit. That would be funny. Uh, Gabumon could be uh, something for Donkey Kong. Although, eh. King Dedede. Um <laughs> And then, and then there's Bodamon, Karomon, Renamon, Palmon, Gomamon, Tentamon, Greymon, War Greymon, Metal Greymon. So, War Greymon or Metal Greymon would probably be a, a suitable legend. Mm-hmm. And in the case of either of them, you can give War Greymon a very melee weapon, like a uh, a Killing Edge that always makes a critical hit. You can give Metal Greymon something like a... Uh, metal? Make it metal, make it giant, hard to move around. It would make sense to give Metal Greymon something like Grenade Launcher, which I just had the brain blast. That's not even an ultimate. That's a little disappointing. The uh Steel still Diver, though. Uh, grenade Launcher, you know, from, from Brawl. Oh, the uh, the fireworks launcher? Yeah, that that one, that one. Yeah, yeah, that was actually something that Trilux had, suggest, had suggested to me originally for Aldo, and it's like, that item's not in the game anymore. Nope. It's really sad. I miss it. Me too. Me too. Well, any comments on Agumon? Uh, it, it's hard to comment again, because, you know, I just don't really know Digimon. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not opposed to the idea of having Agumon in Smash. I mean, I would rather have a Tails rep first. And they've also mm-hmm. got the obvious competition of just Tekken in general. But Tekken, it'll be Soul a Calibur. really interesting idea. I don't think many people would expect it. And it'll be a nice parallel to Pokemon. Especially like they had that. We've already got the old rivalry of Mario and Sonic. So we could have the old rivalry of uh, Pokemon and Digimon as well. That's true. It's very true. And with that, I think that we can call this quits on part one. Yes. Of this episode. We, we anticipated so, this to be a long one, and it, well, mm-hmm. it is. Yes, it is. So, after the break, we're going to jump straight into the latter three characters to round up our fighters' passes, respectively. Indeed. See you all. Okay. Part two. <laughs> 